The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. The father of the and the holy toast. Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson and our guest Charlie Clawson, our returning guest Charlie Clawson today is Justin Hamilton. Welcome back Justin. Thank you. I'd like to think of myself as the reigning Charlie Clawson. You're the current uh, Charlie yeah. Clawson. Yeah. And I've, got, to, I've got two to my uh, belt now. Yeah, that's right. And if someone uh, comes and pins you down at any time yeah. uh, for a three count and there is a referee around yeah. uh, wrestling style, yeah. uh, they can be Charlie Clawson. Yeah. So, They're going to have to pin me. They have to be, and there has to be a referee around. And what they don't realise is when we record, um, I'm constantly on the move. (laughs) So it's not like I'm sitting here and you could take me from behind. No. So to speak. (laughs) You found the rhythm of this podcast? (laughs) Yes, we Uh, we are in a hotel room. Uh, we're in Adelaide, uh, so we're recording on Justin's. Uh... We're on the run. <laughs> we're on the run. <laughs> we've gone. We've gone the worst place we could go, which is Adelaide, where even I'm recognised. <laughs> yeah, but there's no WWE referees in Adelaide. <laughs> we, we did it. We did a Google search. <laughs> this is the one place. <laughs> yeah, so it's fine. Uh, Justin has come prepared. He has a, a chair under the bed. Yes. And some barbed wire for some reason. They're keeping barbed wire under you never the know. bed. And a chainsaw. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, you'll be fine. It is a Saturday. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're recording uh, in a hotel room on Justin's uh, little uh, mini recorder, uh, mm. which I still think is better than the quality of sound that people normally associate with Tofop. Uh, so <laughs> I feel like Tofop's got off to a good uh, uh, audio start at least. And yeah. at some stage, I'm going to learn how to use equipment and it yeah. might even sound better or worse. I'm not sure. Who knows? Because uh, with your podcast, like, have you ever had issues with the sound? Because you record it like, sometimes in a radio studio, but mostly just on the road, right? Uh, like, the last year was a lot on the road, actually. Um, I'm really bad at technical stuff. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pretty peace-loving guy, but when oh. it comes to inanimate objects not working... Like, I'm an animal. What do you mean? Like, I have, like, uh, last year I smashed two printers. What? And I wasn't even really that angry. What do you mean? Well, one was... So you know, You're like the Hulk, but only in regard to printers. Yeah, I am. It's out of control. The movie would be called uh, Blood and whatever that word is. Oh, Toner. <laughs> Blood and Toner. That yeah. would be the name of it. I feel like there's some people listening to this that when you almost got the name you were going for there, I think it might have an S at the start. <laughs> yeah, man. And that's why you can't remember yeah. uh, what it is. Yeah, exactly. So toner's more expensive than printers, though. So that's exactly. a really... So they say, buy a printer and when yeah. it's done, just get rid of the printer, which kind of freaks me out uh, intellectually and emotionally. But anyway, so during the Melbourne Comedy Festival last year, 
I was printing out stuff for for, for, for flyers, and I ran out of printer, but uh, out of toner. But I didn't have time to go and buy a printer and carry it around all night to gigs and then take it home. So I I paid for the toner. Yeah. So I got up the next morning. I thought I'd just change the toner. Yeah. I'm putting it in. It's not going in, and then it's not working. And then they're... even the printers know. No. Yeah. Even they're like, "What are you doing, man?" Yeah, they are furious. We're not made to be replaced. In the factory, they're not even making printers that can be replaced. <laughs> even in the factory, they're like, "Why would you do this? Why just buy a new fucking printer." There was actually no place to put the toner, <laughs> but that wasn't going to stop me. Yeah, you were just jamming it in yeah. with a hammer. Yeah, right, ladies. And uh, so anyway, I am like just trying you to make sleep with Justin Hamilton. Have you? Do you try to um, jam it in with a hammer? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, he's a big fan of Thor. <laughs> I thought Mjolnir was the name of his penis. <laughs> so anyway, I'm trying to... It's early in the morning. I've had no sleep. It was the night after set list. So remember, we were so buzzing yeah. after doing set list. I had about three hours sleep. And so it just wasn't working. And then there was toner on the carpet. and There, there was, was toner. toner I had linked out. Yeah, and toner on my hands. Is this toner from the old cartridge or the new no, cartridge? No, this is from the new cartridge. How is the toner coming out? I don't know. <laughs> don't you just, like, remove, a, like, a thing that they've put a label on and then that's, you just whack it in your printer? That's what I tried to do. Like, it's not an old-fashioned thing where you're getting ink from a quill or something. And to, me, to, to me, it's the, it's the kid's new version of the Rubik's Cube. <laughs> do you have a funnel? Is it, like, are you siphoning toner into your computer? How is this working? I, it's just not happening. I've All opened right. it up. I've followed the instructions. None of it's working. I black out for a few seconds and yeah. then I just kind of looked and I'd obviously gone... And I smashed it with, within an inch of its life and I had blood all over my hands and toner. And then I felt so good. Hang on, wait. You had you cut yourself? Yeah, all over my knuckles. On the printer? Yeah, both hands. <laughs> That's what I mean. I went... And just in case people didn't understand what that noise <laughs> represented. A lot it's of two arms going crazy. jamming it in with a hammer. <laughs> That's the same noise I make when I'm putting me on to wear the sun don't shine, which is ironic because <laughs> he's the god of thunder. But anyway... <laughs> Oh my god, this has got especially nerdy quite early. This may be a nerdy episode. We have a topic that we're going to get to that, uh, uh, for you know, for people who've listened to uh, TOEFOP from the start, I think we spoke about this topic four minutes into the very first episode and didn't stop talking about it, but we'll get to that in yeah. a minute. If you're not a nerdy person, then A, why are you listening to this podcast? I'm so confused. And B, <laughs> yeah, why are you in this podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll take my glasses Yeah, this might not be the one. So, anyway, you've smashed it with your hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was done. And, and you're bleeding. Yeah. Not, not to hospital bleeding. No, 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 no. Just graze and a bit of blood coming out. And I just looked and uh, oh. I was so at one with the universe. I was so peaceful. I just kind of went and put it to where I would recycle it, went in town. Bought a new printer, brought it back, printed out all the stuff, and then later that night I came home and uh, Rob Hunter, my flatmate, yeah. who's another comedian, he was uh, in his room. I called out, I said, "Hey, Rob," and he went, "Hi." I said, oh, "What's happened? What happened?" No, I'm fine. I said, "Are you? What, what, what's wrong?" He said, "Are you all right?" I said, "Yeah." I couldn't even work out what he was talking about, yeah. but he'd been laying in bed hearing me just wail on this printer and has just lost his mind. And my first reaction was, "I warned you that this might happen." <laughs> but also, you know what? That's just a great example of how people can be at different places. Yeah. You know, sometimes you're still stewing on a story that the other person has moved on from. Are you trying to say you didn't listen to the end of that story? <laughs> No. 
No. No, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Sometimes, like, you know, because you've taken it away and you haven't seen that person again. Yeah. And that's why it's always good if you've got a thing on your mind to either confront it or deal with it or deal with the person that you're having the issue yeah. with. Yeah. Justin. Yeah. This suddenly feel like an intervention with people listening. <laughs> Uh, no, is because sometimes you make something a big deal and you're still at this one place when the other person has yeah. maybe recognised that and moved on through it into a different place. Yeah. And, and they don't realise that you're still stuck back at that old place. Yeah. But this is a, it's a very Buddhist notion in some ways. And you were part of this process because what you did was you were involved in destruction. And, you know, as Lucy always used to say in Peanuts, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm torn between my uh, desire to create and destroy. And I yeah. think they are two things. You know, often people who can't create destroy. I yeah. think it's part of the same emotion that, that of wanting to see. You know, you have something inside you that you want to get out, and yeah. some people use that to create things. Yeah, and some people use that exact same thing to. Sometimes you can cross over. Yeah, some men <laughs> just want to w- watch the world burn. Yeah, I've heard this. <laughs> so, so it's a little clue to what we might be talking about a little bit later on. If you needed a clue, yeah. you must be new here. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah, it's a good point. That is a very good point. So, uh, so, th- so you've gone through this process of renewal. Yeah. You know, you've gone, you've gone through the destruction, but then yeah. you come back. Yep. You know, you've got the new printer, and now suddenly, you know, this is a new moment for you. Yeah. Like you know, so you're there. Yeah. But Rob's still back at the angry guy who smashed the printer. I think he literally hadn't let the, left the room, and yeah. I got home quite late. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was quite terrifying, and I have to be honest. There's a part of me that liked that. Oh, you like the the power? Yeah, yeah. I like to. I like the idea that this guy could be terrifying. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Yeah, it's exciting. It's Do you a, think that Rob now, when like he just does something wrong around the house, oh. what would that be most likely to be? By the way, he, he's you know what he he's, he's completely fine. He's really good to live with. But I'll tell you something that I yeah. did do to him because I'm an arsehole, yeah. is uh, he had a friend over once and they were just sitting on the lounge, you know, just sitting there talking, but they were a little bit close to each other. And I walked out of the bathroom and saw this, and I don't even know why I did this, but I walked up to them and went, what the fuck is going on here? Right. And they both went, oh, nothing, we just called for a taxi, and the taxi hasn't arrived yet, we're just waiting for it. And I had the uncontrollable giggles for the, yeah. about the next hour, because that was the funniest thing right. that could have happened. Because he's a man. Yes. <laughs> the fuck does he care? What he's he not doing? your son. He's not. Like, he's he, not a teenager who is fingering someone on your couch. Me, though. <laughs> but, you know, but he's a man himself. Yeah. Like, he's... How old's Rob? 30. You're right. So he's a man. Yeah. So I'm more man. when you're 30... Yeah. Yeah, but no, fuck... You know what? <laughs> fuck that. Like, I'm 38 years old, right? If some dude is 50 comes in here and he's like, oh, I'm 50, I've got control over you. Fuck you, dude. I'm 38. I'm a man. We're all men now, right? Yeah. We're all even. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm better than anyone else but I'm not worse than anyone else either let's just fucking we're going into this as equals fuck you I can finger a girl on my own couch yes you can I pay rent yes (laughs) (laughs) but he wasn't even doing that no he was minding his own business should have then though because he'd already got in trouble with wow that would have taught me (laughs) imagine if that had been how he picked her up yeah like imagine if he'd always really liked that girl yeah but nothing had ever really happened because there'd never been like that moment where they could just break through the friendship into the like the passion yeah and like because he could never find the right way to bring it up does he bring it up comedically yeah. or does he bring it up because he doesn't want to ruin the friendship like he really fucking likes this girl like he, he'd be very happy if they were just friends for the rest of your life but maybe yeah. if there's another level to the relationship that they can take it to yeah. he's kind of into that idea as well right so he doesn't know what to do 
and then you make that fucking joke yeah. and she just gives him that brief moment of a look where he realises she's been whining yeah. for a moment where he would say may I please finger you on the couch and she's like yes I've been dreaming of this moment all my life yeah. you had me at hello yeah. <laughs> he would start with that as well just being polite <laughs> That would have been great if in Jerry Maguire, that speech where it was like, hello, and then he does that big romantic speech. But then at the end, there's like a director's cut where like the speech actually went on longer because Tom was like improvising, like the speech. So he didn't finish on the romantic bit. And it finished on him just going, and then I will finger you on the couch. (laughs) And then the next line is, you had me at hello. And they never mention the fact that it just got weird and fucked up. With it. That, that, that sounds uh, that sounds like a ratey part of Flying High, <laughs> or or than one of the Naked Gun movies, right? So, is, do you think Rob is sitting there worried that if he does something wrong, like finger a girl on your couch, um, that? suddenly you will get the rage and you will stare at his head and, like, his head will appear to you like a printer. Yeah. Like, you know, there's, like, a cartoon. You're not, you're not, it's like, you know, it's in like a cartoon a where somebody, like, sees they're on a desert island yeah. and it's their friend but they just see a delicious meal. Yeah. Right? That sort of moment where, yeah. like, you don't see Rob Hunter. Yeah. You just see a printer laughing at you. It's like when Dave Grohl's a fat lady yeah. and given to fly. Exactly. That's <laughs> the heroine. And for some reason gets hungry. <laughs> Always a floor on that clip. Someone told me that um, because <laughs> uh, they came and uh, saw the Sarah Silverman shows that I did, the oh, support yeah. shows, and someone said that <laughs> he just said he loved the show, but he just had this real weird feeling that uh, Sarah Silverman and Dave Grohl in that film clip. Oh, I've thought that. Look like they're related. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah Dave Grohl looks like the cousin that Sarah Silverman's really nice to. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, it's like farm Sarah Silverman. Yeah, like rural Sarah Silverman. No, is rural. Dave, <laughs> is Dave Grohl? Interesting, Gingham. Uh, Justin um, oh. embarrassed me in front of Sarah Silverman. Did I really? Yeah, I mean, tell do you, tell the people what happened. Oh, I thought I was, actually, she loved it. Well, but I wasn't there, so all I okay, I don't want to tell my bit because it was really yeah, your yeah, bit. yeah. You tell yeah, me yeah. what happened because I actually haven't heard this story before either. Yeah. I've only come in at the end of this story. How did the conversation? actually happened what was the what, what was the conversation oh right well this will be awkward she yeah. was just talking about how great you are and yeah. you know oh and, really yeah 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 oh, that was all really awesome. yeah it was a really good. good conversation like uh, about how she thought you were an excellent comedian and she thought you were an excellent guy kind of thing and then we were just talking about you know I was kind of Look, this is really awkward because people are going to be listening to this and think I sound like like a brown nose. But this is the conversation, oh, good. right? Tell, tell so then uh, I was I, I was pointing out how famous you are in this town. All right, right? good work. Well done, so, No, this yeah. is great. Yeah. you're a good friend, Justin. So Hansen, you know and that is why. And I say, you know, it's like uh, one of the good things about when we were in LA. Mm. There was that moment where you, Rove, and I were hanging out. We were just talking outside in a in a cafe, and then suddenly I realised we were getting full sentences out because I'm just not used to that. Like if I went out to lunch with you guys anywhere in Australia, it would be a whole lot of, can you take this photo, please? Yeah, right? and that's just Rove and I taking photos of each other. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's awkward. <laughs> I don't get any of them. Like Justin. I, I keep trying to tag myself on Facebook. <laughs> it's a nightmare. 
So anyway, uh, and she says, oh, yeah, it's really nice not to be approached. And I said, well, that's funny. You should say that because we saw you once in a... Ah, oh, good work. Yeah. Oh, no, that's a good place at, for that to come up. That's yeah. right. Perfect. And I said, we Sorry. saw you there. And then just as a joke, we were bouncing things that we would say because we really liked your DVD. And she said, you should have come up. I said, nah, but that's exactly... It's always, you know, it was better that we didn't because, you know, you guys met the proper way. I remember saying that day because we were uh, in this cafe in LA together and Sarah yeah. Silverman was at the next table. Yeah. So, um, and I love Sarah Silverman. I mm. think her DVD, Jesus is Magic, is like one of my favourite comedy DVDs of all time. Yeah. But I just, I like her act. Yeah. I, I, I like her. Yeah, she's great. I think she's great. Um, so, uh, I, I got to do some shows with her in LA. Her yeah. show that she does at Largo, Sarah Silverman and Friends. Um, I was one of the friends. Yeah. Right? So that was good. I was like, oh, I'm a friend, officially a friend of Sarah Silverman. It's on That's a fine, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I remember when we first uh, talked about um, this, because we were sitting across from her, mm. um, I really did want to go and meet her, but mm. I just kind of was in my mind. I was like, I want to meet her when we're in a situation where we can at least be work colleagues yeah, like she will a be a level she will field. be like a much more famous and prominent person in my industry but at least we'll meet as people in the same industry same industry yeah. right and that's and that's what happened and I'm glad that's the way that happened because yeah. um you know I, I, well, I'm just really glad it worked out the way and she was absolutely yeah absolutely delightful and so good to work with and, yeah so it was a good story oh it, it, like it was an amazing story in the end but yeah. I remember to get it out of my system because I, I did want to talk to her I wrote down yes all the questions I would ask her yeah. if we were going to go up and ask her questions and I had like two napkins yeah yeah it was 20 questions full of notes <laughs> like it was like the sort of thing you would find it was serial killer writing yeah too. that's what it was it was like an end of a serial killer film and you've just found my cave where it's nothing but pictures of Sarah Silverman and, and the Sarah the Silverman show on and just me scrawling what I'd say to her if we ever met right it wasn't far away from that and I've kept those notes by the way which yeah. is also a bit weird and scary yeah but anyway, so that was really nice. It only would have been terrifying if at some point when uh, she was giving you a hug, you'd wipe one of the napkins on the back of her neck so it smelled of her perfume. <laughs> <laughs> but I reckon you avoided that, so I reckon it's fine. Um, I uh, hope that she wouldn't mind me telling this story, and uh, if she would mind, I do apologise, and this isn't about her. Uh, so... <laughs> So, does that work legally? Do you think there's yeah, that, that enough of perfectly. a disclaimer? Uh, I have uh, dodgy hips, which means that sometimes when I'm in LA, I've talked about this on the show before. I have a medicinal marijuana car, which means yeah. that I'm legally allowed to use marijuana for my hip condition. Yeah. But obviously, I can't do that legally in Australia, yeah. which is weird. Like, to be honest, it's weird that I can go to one country and get medicine that actually helps me with my pain and yeah. and what I go through. But if you got busted for it in Australia, you couldn't go back there. Exactly. <laughs> but it's like that a, makes but, no sense. I'm not, I'm not saying these are the same degree, by the way. But just to use an outrageous analogy to make my point, it's like someone in a wheelchair going to a country, and then when they get there, they go, "Oh no, we don't have any ramps." Yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. You know, yeah. it's something that just makes that. Yeah, anyway, yeah, it just makes no sense. Whatever, it makes no sense. But all the products there have, you know, like so you can get like you know marijuana chocolate, you can yeah. get like marijuana, you know, granola bars, you can get like <laughs> grandma, <laughs> you can get popcorn, popcorn, yeah, all sorts of you know things that you might want to eat. Yeah. So 
someone who may or may not have been Sarah Silverman, depending on how legal this story is, yeah. uh, gave me... You know who it is? It's Dave Grohl in The Given to Fly. Oh, yeah. Point. You know, yeah, okay, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. So Dave Grohl in The oh, the Female Dave Grohl. Yeah, the female Dave Grohl yeah. came up to me and gave me what may or may not have been yeah. marijuana chocolate. Right? Yeah. So I had some. And it was it, it was great. Yeah. Uh, and my hips felt fine. But perhaps because that's not something that I can normally do here, so I don't have the same tolerance to it that I would have yeah. if I was in America where I could do that consistently and legally. Yeah. In Australia, it's against the law for me to do that. Yeah. So I, that's why you've never done it. Never. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Correct, Justin. You can represent me. Yeah. World's worst lawyer. Yeah, yeah. I saw injustice for all twice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Albert Justin's Chico. like... I'm no fancy big city lawyer. I rest my case. <laughs> object! <laughs> he hasn't said anything yet. That's what I object to. If they're not going to mount a case, we're out of here. <laughs> Call me at two. I'm playing golf. <laughs> so I feel like that story's fun. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we've covered off everything. All possible legal bases on that one. So, anyway. <laughs> I'm going back to my hotel, but I'm suddenly really, really, really hungry, right? Which is a side effect of the venison. And I went into Hungry Jack's. Now, I don't go into Hungry Jack's very often. And for people who don't listen uh, in Australia, and we're very lucky, Justin, on this podcast, that we have some people who yeah. listen in from overseas. I was, uh, I've, I've got to meet a few of them at various sort of podcast festivals and stuff. It's been a, a real a real thrill. It's, a, it's amazing. It's really good fun. And uh, I heard Chris Burnham's listening. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, the comic book artist. Now, I know you've told this story on your podcast, yeah. and I recommend that people check that out. Uh, can you take this photo, please? But tell that story Do, again. do you want to finish off the cake? Going into Hungry Jack's? No, no, we'll come oh, back, we'll to, back that. to that. Yeah, so I that's, went to that's the... what we do on Topo. Yeah, that's we right. will either come back to it or never come back to it. So <laughs> why should Fofop be any different? Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. all up itself. Yeah, finishing off stories. Yeah. The uh, so what's I... your podcast about? <laughs> Rambling and unfinished stories. <laughs> or otherwise, fifty minutes. <laughs> well, I guess that's why uh, you're not as popular as Matt Merrin. <laughs> he interviews comedians and asks them real questions. <laughs> They'll never take off. Yeah, whatever. Uh, um, Everyone has a thing. Yeah. <laughs> we embrace chaos. Yeah. So uh, so I went to this uh, convention in Las Vegas that was curated by my favourite writer, which was Grant Morrison, yeah. uh, who people may have read The Invisibles. He's writing Batman at the moment. Anyway, the artist that's working with him on Batman Incorporated, who's this new young up-and-coming guy who's really nailing it. Looks like a kind of more of a cartoony Frank Quietly. And uh, sitting down having a chat to him, we're talking about the difference of drawing Here Comes the Nerd People, uh, Bruce Wayne, Oh, Batman. no, I, I think you, you lost <laughs> I think you lost them about five yeah. seconds ago. Yeah. If they aren't into the nerd... <laughs> we lost them. Yeah, I feel like oh. if you're still with us... Yeah. Good on you. Good on you. I respect that. Yeah. <laughs> if you're fast-forwarding through... I understand that as well. <laughs> Hopefully that'll come through. <laughs> Fast forwarding, because in my head everyone's listening to this on cassette. <laughs> when you press fast forward on cassette, you go. Bah. There probably is some hipster who's doing that. Oh yeah. It's like yeah, I listen to podcasts, man. What on iTunes? No. no. I uh, download them and then uh, record them on a cassette. Track. I get in touch with them. I ask them to yeah. record it on a, on cassette. a cassette. I get them to then post it to me. <laughs> 
takes me weeks to catch up. Yeah. That's worth it. I only listen to podcasts yeah. on 8-track. That's what I do, man. That's what I do. I'm a hipster. Someone else is doing that. What? Yeah, <laughs> I did bullshit. it better first. Yeah, without a doubt. So, uh, you met this artist. Yeah, so uh, we're, we're having a chat, and uh, he then uh, says, uh, asks what I do. I tell him I'm a comedian. from. Uh, so he says, oh, a comedian from Australia. Do you know Will Anderson? And I said, yeah, I, I kind of do know him, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he said, oh, I, I sometimes listen to Tofop because I listen to Will on Walking the Room. And I said, oh, I've been on Walking the Room. And he said, oh, really? Sorry, I'm not good with names. What's your name? I said, It's oh. fucking bullshit, by the way. You should have just said, I've been on Tofop. Yes. Right? I said I'd been on Tofop. Oh, okay. I said right. I'd been on Tofop heaps. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> I said I was the Heather Locklear of Tofop. Special guest. Special guest that never fucked off. <laughs> Just pop in, tell a story about George Clooney, he's yeah. out of here. <laughs> but, um, and then he, sa- he said, asked what my name was. I said, oh, you probably wouldn't remember my name, but I told a story about uh, the time that I saw two skinheads fucking and it turned out to, uh, two clowns fucking and it turned out to be uh, two skinheads. And he's gone, oh my God. Oh, that's one of my favourite stories. And he's like, I'm starstruck as he's sitting there drawing a picture of Batman. Man yeah, great. For the, you know, so so hopefully he's listening. Yeah, and if he is, could you please draw us a picture of two skinheads fucking <laughs> with we'll a bagley clown motif? We'll put it up. We'll put it up. Yeah, yeah. We will. We will let everyone know it's your work. We yeah. might try and claim yeah. it as ours. Exactly. We would love that. <laughs> we would. Yeah. Uh, so why were we talking about that? What what goes under that topic? Oh, uh-huh. so I'm stoked. Yes, and uh, the cake. Yeah, so no, I want I, I, I want to go to Hungry Jacks. This is what I'm doing. So I, I, I need to I need to go to Hungry Jacks. Yeah, I go to Hungry Jacks Burger King for people overseas. Oh, so that's, that's why we got why, on that's why we got on that. So, <laughs> all right. So yes, Hungry Jacks is Burger King in Australia. Yeah. Uh, so Burger King, sorry, is Hungry Jacks in Australia, which is weird. But the guy who bought it originally didn't want to call it Burger King. It's exactly the same shit. They got yeah. the Whopper and all that sort of stuff, and. Um, and and even there's some places in airports in Australia because they're on international ground or yeah, whatever. If you go into King. the international bit of the yeah. airport, they're like, it's Burger King here. Don't freak out. This is the yeah. international part. <laughs> it's not Hungry Jack's in the international part of the airport. That's <laughs> very weird. It's so weird. When I came into Adelaide today, they had buskers. Uh, not buskers. That's not true. They, they had, do have buskers. They, at the airport, they had, like, oh. uh, entertainers. Oh. They had two guys, like, on chairs, like, singing acoustic songs. Not just Christmas carols and stuff, but, like... Right. And I was like, oh, my God, Adelaide Airport's gone off. Yeah. For live entertainment in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, if I was lived in Adelaide... Yeah. Like, it's 36 degrees today. Yeah. You know what you should do in the afternoon? Come out the airport. Yeah, it's free to get Some in. Some live music. There's a bar there. There's a, there's a cafe. You can go to the news agents, get the paper. People say it's expensive, but I reckon it's no more expensive than Rundle Street. Yeah, exactly. And you'll have air That's conditioning. <laughs> and you've been to the airport. How bad would There's it? always taxis available. There's always taxis. You know what might be sad about that story is they might Buy be... some books. <laughs> Buy some books. <laughs> but those guys might Get be... a mobile phone charger. <laughs> oh, you can get that there. Yeah. If you're, if you're with Qantas Club. Yeah, that's some Krispy Kreme. Ah, oh, eat for free. Free. That'd be all right. Fuck, man. That's what, seriously. Why are we doing it here? Yeah. What are you doing? To, what have you been doing during the day uh, in the Adelaide Fringe, Will? Well, I've just been popping out the airport. Yeah. I mean, I'm a Platinum Qantas Club. Yeah. I'm eating for free all day. I'm drinking. You can work. For free after three, I can work. The internet's there. 
it's brilliant. Man. Yeah, it's working out. And I can always escape Adelaide if something bad comes up. Something goes down, I'll just go and buy a ticket and get I'm the already fuck out the of airport. Yeah, and terrorists decide to strike for Adelaide. But yeah. you know what might be bad is those two uh, those two guys busking might have turned up for the Adelaide Fringe, but they've been arguing about the date oh, right. all this time. Yeah. And then one of them is so right, and the other one was so wrong, and uh, the right guys made him stay at the airport, and they're just going to busk until they have enough money to get a hotel. I like it though. Yeah. yeah. Either way, it's a it's a compelling tale. Either way, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, Hungry Jacks. This yes. is the pod. Yeah. Uh, I go to Hungry Jacks about once a year. Yep. I don't go to McDonald's at all because they don't have anything vegetarian. Is it an anniversary? Yeah. Like it's an anniversary <laughs> it's my special day. day. Yeah, 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 November 13th. <laughs> yeah. No, um, just about once a year, I'm normally either drunk enough or uh, hungover enough. And normally probably hungover enough. Yeah. Like, I would say once or twice a year at an airport is normally what will happen. Yeah. Maybe once during the comedy festival we'll have a Hungry Jack's night. Yeah. But, like, it's it's really rare yeah. for me. Those ones were starting to crawl up the more you talk, though. <laughs> Like, I felt like if I hadn't butted, butted in, this could have... Ten times a year. I was, ten times a year. I was averaging that over... Because I'm only in Australia six months of every year. Yeah. So, I, I was I, I was taking about four years there. Yeah, to yeah. To tell all those bits. Yeah. I reckon I'm one a year. Yeah. <laughs> one and a half. One and a half, yeah. Right. Anyway, this was going to be my one. Yeah. I was so into the idea. So, I've gone into the Hungry Jacks to get the veggie burger, because they have a veggie burger. Great. So... But then I realised something distracting. They're serving, uh, like, mini burgers. So you can buy, instead of buying a regular burger, you can buy, like, two mini burgers. Oh, like the uh, Mr. Uh, Whippy in Popeye. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, uh, like, Jughead, Jones. Yeah. Sliders, they call yeah. them in the States, right? Tiny hamburgers. Yeah. I was like, that's what I want. Yeah. I don't want a big, horrible veggie burger. I want two tiny Veggie burgers, because I've spoken about this on the podcast before. People who know me this know this is my thing. If I ever win Lotto, yeah, uh, and I become, you know, unfailably rich, I, I won't be Batman, unfortunately, because my hips hurt. Yeah, right. It's a lot of training. Yeah, exactly. But here's what I will do: <laughs> I will only eat finger food. Yeah, tiny little portions of food served by midgets. I've talked about it before. Constantly. That's my dream. Yeah. Right. Everything is better when it's tiny. Yeah. You know what is better than a burger? Two tiny burgers. Yeah. Except tiny Pinder. Oh, right. <laughs> That's the only time it's not right. good. <laughs> that, we are really going for obscure references. There's, there's this podcast. Someone will have to do a Wikipedia page. Like. <laughs> Lost that explains the fucking random things that we mentioned and never come back to. People can be like, why did he mention that certain artist or basketball player in like that episode? I'm sure that'll pay off by the end. <laughs> Someone in Karatha just went, you beauty. <laughs> Big fan of Tiny. Uh, I love Tiny food. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be in my it'll be in my gravestone. <laughs> he Will Anderson. Food. He loved tiny food. <laughs> someone will come Sometimes. with someone will come with a with a lipstick and cross out the last bit and put dancer. Yeah. <laughs> Media with dancer. I did I do like that as well. Yeah. I like tiny dancer. <laughs> he liked tiny dancer and tiny food. Yeah, we like Jim Morrison. Tony Dancer. No, like. I love Tony Dancer. He knew who the boss was. Oh god. <laughs> Uh, so, so you go in to get the two uh, mini veggie burgers. Yeah, perfect. This is my ideal meal in this yeah. situation. Everything's coming up ando. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't do veggie burgers in the tiny burgers. 
right? Oh, did they just do like red meat? They do the red meat one. They do a chicken one. Oh, well, they so, do red and chicken. Yeah, red and chicken. But they don't do veggie. No veggie. Like these are the places that like to push that they serve salad now, like it's yeah. a virtue. Yeah, but no tiny veggie burger. Wow, I, seems like a missed opportunity. I think it is actually. Especially with you in town. Well, right. And, and your anniversary exactly. coming up. <laughs> they didn't plan ahead at all. So now, Justin, at this point, what a normal person, what I would have done normally, yeah, is a not been in hungry jacks. <laughs> B. <laughs> <laughs> and that would have avoided actually every yeah. other problem that it is now I'm going to explain. Yeah. But what I would have done in that situation was uh, just let it go. Yeah. I just would have let it go. I would have just ordered the veggie burger yeah. and have been happy with that or changed my mind and, and gone home. That's, that's what I would have done, right? Yeah. But I thought that what I should do was offer them some feedback about how enjoyed by me, in particular, this night, them having tiny veggie burgers would be. Yeah. And they were like, well, we can't really do anything about that. We don't have the veggie burgers. No. And now that would have been another point in this story, Justin, where I could have happily gone, no, well, fair enough. I asked my question. Yeah. I I put my feedback in. So if they start to get reports going, you know what, getting a few people late at night, probably pretty stoned, (laughs) asking for veggie burgers, maybe they'll make them, right? I made my point. Yeah. That's that's when a normal person would have stepped away. Yeah. But I I was not a normal person. You decided to be the Rosa Parks of mini veggie burgers. I said, I've got to make a stand. (laughs) I said, here's what you can do. Why don't you... Uh, just fry me the patty off the uh, veggie burger, yeah. cut it in half, yeah. and then make the chicken burgers, but don't put chicken in them, yeah. and just put the veggie patty yeah, right. in the chicken burger. Yeah. That'll be delicious. Like, the rest of it's just, like, lettuce and, like, mayonnaise and, yeah. you know, like, perfect with the veggie patty. Yeah. That'll be great. Mini buns, bang. I'm away. <laughs> I've created a meal. The winner of Celebrity Master Chef is... <laughs> <laughs> this top tier cheese toasties that you used to make with your toaster. I know. <laughs> Jamie Oliver stolen. So, exactly. Meal. Yes, yeah, he's fucking 15 minute meals. That was my fucking three minute meal. <laughs> yeah, he was doing it wrong. Yeah, so. He must have been making the bread. <laughs> so I, um. <laughs> I have, uh. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> Mini, you just give oh, me the news. So I've told them the, yeah, the veggie patty. I got distracted by Jamie Oliver. I really did. You did. I was like, don't... Because I know I've told the Jamie Oliver story before. He stole my recipe. And I was like, don't get distracted by that. Concentrate on your story. And then then, my brain just started to go, fucking Jamie Oliver actually stole my fucking recipe. This is bullshit. And he's the fucking richest chef in the entire world I read the other day. Yeah. Just fucking comp me a fucking night at one of your restaurants, Jamie. And we're even. That's it. That would that would be a pretty good payoff. Yeah, a sweet ass meal at Jamie Oliver's restaurant for Seriously. free. Seriously, yeah, for four actually. For four, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three, four, it doesn't matter. You're not paying. <laughs> You're listening to the two Ronnies. <laughs> It's good night for me. <laughs> it's good night for him. <laughs> By the way, I'm in a massive chair. <laughs> is the most obscure podcast. That hipster with his eight is going to be having a nervous breakdown, trying to rush off and the, the, the dichotomy of using an apron this, but using a computer to Google. Who the fuck are the two Ronnies? Nah, people still remember the two Ronnies, wouldn't they? Yeah. But did you have affection for the two Ronnies? Uh, yeah. I can't remember anything they did except the way they said goodnight. Yeah. And I remember the, the, the guy who's probably my height sitting in the big chair. And that's all I pretty much remember. But I enjoy those memories. <laughs> they did a, a study a few years ago about the funniest 
uh, sketches oh, yeah. in the history of comedy. Uh, and uh, the the one that won was a two Ronnie sketch. Oh, right. Yeah, called uh, Fork Handles. Right. And uh, it's just a play on words sketch about a guy who comes in, you know, four candles. The, the, the play on words is four candles, and yeah. he thinks it's four candles. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and that's that's literally, it's all just a wordplay sketch, and it was voted kind of the funniest sketch in the history of comedy. Oh my god, that shows you how pure I am. I thought it was a play on words for fuck handles. <laughs> So I'm saying um, that, and when you worked said, on levels, and when you said four candles, I went, "What? <laughs> I missed the obvious one." <laughs> and that's candles. the difference between the ears. <laughs> Imagine if Ronnie's come into the meeting. Look, I got this great sketch. Yeah. Because <laughs> for some reason he speaks in an Australian accent when he's not on television. Yeah. Um, I've got this great sketch. Uh, so the guy comes into the shop, and what he wants is four candles. But uh, the the misunderstanding is that the other fella thinks he needs fuck handles. Yeah, the other guy's a little wizard. Yeah. So the other guy's like, well, oh, "What sort of handles do you want to fuck? What sort of fucking? Are you? Did you see how funny this will be?" Yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, um, um, "What about if he thinks it's fork handles?" Ah. Uh. I mean, well, that's another way to go. If, you know, I mean, it won't be as funny. It's not like be, it's going to end up number yeah. one in the greatest sketches of all time. <laughs> Bam! Irony. Another difference between the eras. <laughs> this is masterclass. <laughs> Can you imagine? Because they may have had that conversation. That's the thing I always love about like showbiz is yeah. behind every good idea, there was like another idea. Yeah. There was the idea before that idea. Yeah. Right? The other way they would have gone. Yeah. And at some stage people made that decision between those two things and when it works, it fucking works great. Yeah. But there was another way they could have gone that would have fucked it all up and a lot of the time they take the wrong one and that's yeah. kind of the nature of what we do and, and, <laughs> and sometimes you're just guessing. You don't know. You have no idea. You just have to try it out and see if it works and if people like it or whatever. Have you ever, can, can you think of a routine where you've gotten laughs that you can never quite work out why it's getting that bigger laugh. <laughs> oh, you yeah. know what I mean? So, you, so you're kind of thinking, oh, like, I'm not complaining in no. any way. Like, I'm really. I'll keep doing it. it this way. I'll, I will not change yeah. it. I will but not I don't understand it. it. I don't. If you all stopped me and said, explain to us why people are laughing right now, the, 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 the laughter and the clapping would start going. <laughs> Uh, I guess that's the end of the show. Uh. <laughs> Terrible to stumble on your opener, but uh, sometimes you just have to duck and roll. No, it's, it's, it, it is a weird thing, but yeah. a lot of the times there's jokes that I think are fabulous, and in my years of experience of watching comedy and, yeah. and being a comedy professional and being around professional writers and writing my own stuff, that I think with all those skills that I've developed over all those years, 18 years in the industry... I have constructed something that is a joke. Yeah. That I just go, well, this is a joke. Like, I've taken everything I know, and I've made this, and it is a joke. And it's the equivalent of a chef who's been like, you know, you take a Gordon Ramsay or whatever, and you say, here's some ingredients, make a thing. And he would just make it. Yeah. And he'd be like, well, you know, it might not be the best thing I've ever made, but I know using those ingredients, that will be a thing that people will enjoy eating, right? (laughs) The only thing wrong with that impersonation was there were no expletives. Right. So, Ramsay makes this thing. No, because at yeah. this stage, he thinks he's making something that, you know, that people are going to enjoy. Yeah. Because he's Ramsay, and he's got the good ingredients, right? Yeah. And he makes it, and he serves it to the person, so he's still happy at this stage. No expletives, because he's happy. He's just doing something he knows how to do with all his years of experience. And he serves it to someone, and it just tastes like someone took a shit in a pie. Goodness. 
And that's what comedy's like sometimes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I made this thing that should be delicious. Yeah. And the whole audience was went, why did you why? serve us a shit pie? Why did you say that? We would go to shit pie face on the way here if we <laughs> yeah. wanted shit pies. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it's exactly like that, actually. <laughs> it's always a bit, it's always, ah, uh, oh, or even when the, the good pie... People don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> people, you go, this pie has been eaten all over the place, and people have said, that is damn fine pie. And then you people are saying, yeah, we don't like it. <laughs> doesn't have enough flavour. doesn't have enough juice. It's not crispy enough. It happens all the time. I don't, I don't really understand it, but I... Um, it's, 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 it's because stand-up is uh, completely fragile but completely malleable at the same time and sometimes they don't mix properly. Do you know what right. I mean? Because like, we can kind of deal with... Like, you're doing theatre and a phone rings or someone drops a glass, it shatters the illusion. Yeah. But we can be telling a story and if you're good enough, someone can drop something, we can riff on that for a few minutes and then come back to the exact tone of where we left off with a routine. And that's the difference between a good comedian, uh, you know, a comedian starting off and someone who's got a lot of experience. But on the other hand, it's fragile because if you just, like, if there's too much of a distance between the stage and the people, it feels like they're too far away and you can't get a rapport or there's a red gel on. So it's that's, that's what's kind of fascinating that is, uh, there is something that, like people don't understand this but just the way a room is set up and I don't want this to become a big comedy chat so yeah. if you're not into that <laughs> well we probably we'll lost them with the Batman chat anyway yeah. <laughs> but I um, <laughs> like if you're far away from a crowd like there's this thing of I, I always talk about we when I talk about performing because I always think it is me and the audience like I'm yeah. you know it's like a surfer you know you can if you're a good surfer you'll catch any wave but yeah. you know if you get good waves it's going to help and it's the same with being a comedian you know like the audience help and if you're in the middle of them and you feel like you're as one and that's why I always say surfing because I think when you're doing a good gig it just feels like you're surfing like yeah. you're in the water you're in the laughter you know and you kind of ride it and you you drop off the other end of the wave and you paddle back in and you catch another wave and it kind of you know because people kind of think of gigs that are killing as like non-stop laughter yeah. but it's actually sometimes they're the gigs where you don't feel like you have the room yeah it right? feels like it's because you're constantly you. just like every joke's like am I funny now am I funny now yeah. am I funny now the nights where you're feeling confident and you're feeling great with the audience are the nights where you take the pauses where you have the yeah. confidence to go I'm going to like paddle back in to get a great wave rather than just catching this little one that's here now I'll wait for a minute and get the one that I want you know yeah. so um when you're far away from them, it just sounds like you're shouting at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just yeah, sounds yeah. like, why is this man? It's like they're in another function and you're in the corner trying to do an auction. Excuse me. He's like, guys, you want to bid on this toaster? Jamie Oliver did this great thing on his TV show where he turned it on the side and made cheese. Like, ah, that's my recipe. Fuck you, Jamie Oliver. Your first day on the job as a, as a guy who runs a auction. So Ruined. I'm, I'm having a Jamie Oliver moment. I'm yep. having a conversation with the people at Hungry Jack's yep. about <laughs> my plan for them yep. to cook a veggie burger yep. and then just cut it in half and put it inside the chicken burgers. And I said to them, Justin, because I'm not an unreasonable person. You're not. I said to them, I'm willing to pay for both the chicken burgers and the veggie burger. Yeah. Like, I'm not expecting that they're going to do this for me for the price that the chicken burgers go for. Yeah. I'm literally willing to pay 
the price of the chicken burgers are, and they don't have to use the chicken, so they're saving. Mm. That would be the major overhead in the chicken burger, right? Yeah. Saving them some coin already. And also, they don't have to use the bun or the lettuce or any of the stuff from the, yeah. the big burger. They just have to use a veggie patty. Surely that's not throwing out the McDonald's empire. Oh, sorry, the Hungry Jack's empire. Yeah, right? Burger King if you're in America. Burger King if you're in America. <laughs> in the witness relocation program <laughs> good fellas now in retrospect Justin here's what I realised yeah I could have just bought the chicken burgers <laughs> yeah take and them bought and, and a knife the veggie burger yeah. and made it myself <laughs> bought a veggie burger you know what I mean? half. I could have just done it <laughs> I didn't realise that until I'd stormed halfway home. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was literally halfway home. Like, ah! You couldn't go back. I could have done this myself. <laughs> you were willing to pay for both anyway. If only you'd gone through this at Pie Face, you could have just walked into the next one on the corner. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and gotten exactly what you wanted. So, um... <laughs> Now, this is a bit in the future. We're recording this uh, before this will obviously go to air. Uh, do, but, like, at a guess, how many times have you seen have you seen The Dark Knight Rises at this stage? Just in general? Yeah, just in general. Maybe about 12 times. Yeah. How many times do you see it at the movies? <laughs> 10. Yeah, right. But I have to point out, I live, uh, like, a 20-minute walk from IMAX, yeah. and I like to ride on a Saturday afternoon, yeah. and there was a 5.30 session, yeah. and by chance, for three weeks in a row, which right. still means I saw it seven times yeah. before that, but I would finish work, and i think, oh, it's uh, got it a fight. Yeah. Ah, might put on some shorts, gives you an idea how I write, yeah. and uh, wandered down to IMAX. I'd call someone, hey, yeah. you want to come and see it with me? Yeah. <laughs> Always had someone to hang out with. I love that you kind of used that as a justification. Like, you were kind of like, look, I have to point out. Whereas nothing you then went on to say in any way justified that. <laughs> it wasn't a necessary part of that day in any way. Yeah. That's like an alcoholic <laughs> saying, well... I mean, the thing is, the pub is 20 minutes walk from my house, and yeah. on Saturday I like to write with no pants on. Yeah. And then at 5.30, I like to go and get drunk. Yeah, that makes me feel good about myself. Yeah. I'm still talking about the movie. I will often invite a friend. <laughs> yeah. So do you want to come as well? <laughs> Pink elephant. Right. So um, uh, what are your thoughts on it now that a few months have passed since it first came out? Like... <laughs> yeah. You know what? I won't do... Anyone who's heard me rant about it, I like to be over the top because yeah. it's funny and it's fun yeah you know you don't want to be wishy-washy when you're trying to in- entertain people yeah sure so what i'm gonna say is i'm not gonna entertain you now i'm gonna be honest yeah. which might be entertaining uh i loved it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and see right. okay well, we came back for that yeah that, that clears it up but i honestly uh you know, there's two ways to enjoy things. Well, for me, anyway. Okay. One is you just enjoy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't think about it. Like, sometimes uh, Will Ferrell singing at a funeral and he starts a little bit too high when he tries to hit the high notes and he can't reach them. Why is that funny? I don't know. It just makes me laugh. It's just funny. I just enjoy it. Yeah. And then I... I was watching Elf the other day. Oh, yeah. I've never and, seen Elf. Oh, really? Yeah, I've heard the, it's great. Yeah, well, it's not. It isn't. It's t- it's terrible. Oh. But here's why it's a good movie. Right. Because Will Ferrell is just fucking non-stop funny yeah. from way to go. Like, if anyone else was in that, <laughs> yeah, it would be right. the worst movie of all time. Yeah. Like, Zooey Deschanel looks hot and she's cool and she's got blonde hair. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> But Will Ferrell is just every time he's on screen. Yeah. Like, it's like one of those things where you just should fast forward the bits that he's not in. Because the rest of the movie is just the most horrible, half thought out. Like, it's Billy Sandler esque. But he is just so good that it makes it a really watchable film. 
Yeah, that's uh, he, he's got mad skills yeah. <laughs> when it's just funny stuff, and uh, you always realise how brilliant he is when you try to describe something that you've watched of his. Yeah. And it right. just, well, people just go, what do you mean they, yeah. they sing about fighting with bats? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> but if you see bat fight, it's amazing. It's one of the True. funniest things I've seen. Okay, so... Um, but then there's the things I like to yeah. think a lot about. Right. Overthink, maybe for some of you. Yeah. But I feel like <laughs> I learned something about myself <laughs> while watching the film, which is not, I could devolve into, I want to fight crime kind of jokes. But what I learned about myself was, <laughs> and spoilers, you should have seen this. But anyway, the, the, the scene where he's been captive and he has to uh, uh, reconnect with fear to be able to make the leap, to yep. crawl out of that pit. Uh-huh. And when he achieves that, and he's standing at the top, and you're looking and you're going, from, from Batman Begins, when that little boy fell in, I've watched this guy for three movies, and here he is crawling out, and this is the first time he's a real man. Yep. Like, he's, not, he's, he's a complete person. And I suddenly realised, I want to be a complete person. Mm. And then I thought about all the bad things that I've done. or well, not bad things. Like, I've never run guns or, you know, hosted a show on the ABC. But the <laughs> thing is, just a little joke to keep people interested, was, um, you know, you just kind of think, well, I could be better in certain places. I could do things. Yeah. I could be better in lots of different ways. And I just sort of sat there and thought, yeah, I could be better as well. And then I thought, oh, please don't kill him off. Yeah. <laughs> I really like him. Because <laughs> I'm not really into Batman. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Hang on. But I, I just want to stop down on this for a moment. because yes. <laughs> I've thought about it. I've, I've, I've thought about what you're um, saying, and all I can say is that you need to spend some time down a hole. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, to yeah. me, that, that's what it feels like. Yeah. you got to find yourself a well or a, a pit or, like, a, a cave of some sort. Yeah. And, you fall down and then find your way out of it. Like, I mean, it doesn't have to be a... You're speaking world, metaphors, aren't you? It doesn't have to be the world's worst prison. You know, I'm not saying you have to <laughs> go to somewhere that would be very difficult to get back from if you had no money to fight crime in a finale scene in a Batman film. Look, you, you might find this interesting to know, but I have a friend in Adelaide who has a dodgy basement with steps that aren't very good. There you go. So you need to... No lights. Yeah, there you go. So you, you need to go around your mate's place. <laughs> go down. Go down the basement to grab something. Bang, fall down there, and then rise. Like that's <laughs> or take gentle steps. Well, I mean, like you know, maybe you'll have a broken back. <laughs> I'll have to. Maybe there'll be some wise man down there for some reason that you, he also fell down the steps years out. ago, but he knows that you can heal someone's back by just smashing it and then yeah. hanging on a bit of rope. Yeah, yeah. And because uh, he went to MacGyver Medical School. Yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine if you went into business because <laughs> you saw that and you're good at it. As I fix bats. What are you, chiropractor? So now I'll do anyone. <laughs> yeah. But he only uses <laughs> he the uses method, method from the Batman film. He's crippling all these yeah. people. Do, do you know what they call him? The Batman. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a back signal. <laughs> and he's like the best. People are like, oh my God, I could not walk before yeah. I went to the Batman. Yeah. He's got, a, he's got a theme song by Sir Mix-a-Lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm into Batman. So you just know, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. You're a Batman fan. I am. Well, that's what Christopher Nolan should do next. <laughs> yeah. The Batman trilogy. Yeah. It'll be about a guy, three movies about Originally, a guy trying to find who, his... Well, his parents get killed. Yeah. 
And then he realises uh, they get killed by crippling uh, osteoarthritis. <laughs> yes, it's, uh, it's horrific. <laughs> He's 47 he, when this all goes down. <laughs> and he realises the only way that he can honour their lives yeah. is to... Fix people's backs yeah, at dress, night. Dressed as a bat. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we need a bat suit in it to yeah. kind of have a nod to the original franchise. Yeah, well, we, so he still dresses as a bat Yeah, to go with the logo. Like, because yeah. he's, you know, he's Batman. Yeah. So everyone expects that he's going to be dressed... As, as a bat, yeah. but he fixes your back. Yeah, that's good. And he's still fearful of bats, but no. instead of fearful of bats and embracing that fear, he actually screams every time a bat turns up. Yeah. So he dresses the bat so they think we don't need to scare that guy. Yeah. But what he doesn't realise is that attracts bats because they right. think, oh look, it's another bat. Seems like an overly complicated backstory, but I'll go with it because yeah. it's a fictional scenario. It's also three movies. Exactly. <laughs> we'll run it through a few edits. <laughs> We're not putting this in the. Film. I mean, to be honest with you. Peter Jackson would probably make that one story into a trilogy. So it may, <laughs> it may make the cut. It may make the DVD edition. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway, the back man. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then he, <laughs> <laughs> so what, what is the, so I, I get back man begins. That yeah. makes sense to me. So he becomes a chiropractor and he starts yeah. fixing people's backs. Yeah. But what's the, like, how does that, like, how does that, night. how does that, no, but how does that movie end? Because like, essentially like you've got the origin story. I get that. Yeah. And then he falls down down a pit and has to learn how to fix people's backs. Yeah. Right? Oh, he falls down a pit and there's a massage table there. Yeah. And he learns, learns. learns how yeah. to be a chiropractor. And um, so, but what's the resolution? What, what's the, because you got to have something at the end of the movie, you know what I mean? Well, all the police force have better backs. And right. he's talking to Gordon upstairs. Yeah. And he said, I, <laughs> I haven't been able to thank you for being able to stand straight. Yeah. And he said, you, you won't have to. Yeah. Leaps <laughs> off the building and hurts his leg. Yeah. It's only on the first yeah. floor. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing the irony. The- <laughs> but that's before that. <laughs> no, I like these things. I've never said thank you for you fixing my back. And you'll never have to. But come back every two weeks for consultation. I'll be right here. I'll do an alignment. It's necessary for maintenance. The first 14, you can claim on your insurance. Yeah. <laughs> After that, yeah. it will be cash. Yeah. And 24 hours notice if you need to cancel an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> Just before that, to get to that great point, yeah. where he turns up and he says, uh, you know... Uh, now we've got to start talking about escalation. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, you're fixing people's backs, people's backs are feeling better, mm. people aren't going to see doctors, the doctors are rising up. And take this guy, Twitter, been writing nasty things about you, devastating hashtags, goes by some name, what name, what name is that? I don't know, some joker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like the resolution between this guy ch- chasing down this guy who's bad-mouthing his chiropractic business. Yeah. <laughs> really good at getting around on different sites yeah. every time well we've got him we've got him banned yeah. from Twitter he's just started up MySpace again <laughs> holy moly well you know the great thing is Facebook about the uh, the back man too is that if you can fix people's backs you can also break people's backs you know mm. like yeah I mean those same skills yeah all you got to do is in the opposite direction somewhere yes. you're fucking people up right yes yeah oh man then it turns out his best friend's been the guy who's been flagging him off oh such oh. a two-faced <laughs> All right, this is a good trilogy. I have to get the rest of it under our, yeah, yeah. Under our hats. Yeah, this is going to make seems someone... Seems like a good idea. A lot of money. Uh, okay, so uh, you, yeah. you realise that you have to live down a hole. Yes. 
that was what yeah. I learned from from the movie. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like uh, like Batman Begins. I loved because it made me feel like as an adult I could enjoy my childhood because it uh, resembled so many things from Frank Miller's Year One and stuff that I read when I grew up. Right. And then the Dark Knight. And plus, you often pretend that your dad was killed by a criminal. <laughs> yeah, it makes it so much more interesting when he's living somewhere in Adelaide wearing a VB hat. <laughs> hard to find any motivation into fighting crime with that. Not a great origin story, is it? <laughs> it's horrific. Wait, we've got this great story about this guy who fought all this crime. What was his origin story? <sighs> ah. Dad moved to the suburbs. It's got a VB hat. Yeah, he saw a picture when he was 18, yeah. lost his shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ran away, <laughs> learned how to fight crime, returned to Adelaide. <laughs> Six months later, no one was hosting the news. <laughs> In some bizarre twist. And then uh, The Dark Knight, which was... 2008 was a bit of a tough year. We uh, And so it just kind of... You know, I kind of got into it for the chaos of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then watching The Dark Knight Rises around turning 40, where you start to take stock of the last 10 years to work out what you want to do for the next 10, yep. you're just sitting there and going, oh, that's what I want to do. I want to be a better man. Not in a... No, no. Pearl Jam way, but, yeah. you know, you just want to be a better dude. Yeah. No, you don't want to stuff bashing women. <laughs> Not at all. No. <laughs> I don't... You know... That is only a reference to that Pearl Jam song. Yeah, and... If anyone's getting offended right now... No, no it's a Google reference. Google that Pearl Jam song. Now, everyone knows that song is about that, except for the couple who were in America. Uh, a friend of mine saw this, and Eddie Vedder... They were getting married the next day, and Eddie Vedder got the guy up out of the audience and said, we'll play any song for you. And he looked at his uh, fiance and said, better man. And the audience is yelling out, no, no... And Eddie's going, uh, no, we'll play any song for you. And he looks back at his wife and they kind of go, yeah, at each other. And he looks up and goes, better man. So they did this ironic version of better man with, that's why she'll be back again. And people in the audience going, wah. <laughs> they had no idea. <laughs> There's that great live recording of better man that where he starts it with like, this This is dedicated to oh. the asshole who married my mom or yeah, whatever. Yeah, married my mama. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, you want to be a better man. Yeah, just and just that was, that's what that movie is about. It's like it's about Bruce Wayne becoming a you know like putting all of his stuff aside, yeah, and becoming a real person. Yeah, <laughs> lots of people just saw it for Batman. I mean, that's what I got out of it. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, was there any part of it that you didn't like? No. Nah. At all, nothing. No, I would say I can tell you my least favorite bit. Okay, I'd love to know, but I understand why it's there. Yeah, tell which me. Which is the the SWAT guys coming in. You know, they got the SWAT guys come in yeah. and get taken out. Yeah. And you could say that could have been edited, but it, in the broader sense of the narrative, it in, informs you that the government is trying to do something. Yeah, I think that it's a bit. Uh, I mean, and I say unrealistic in the um, way that, you know, you've yeah. got a guy dressed as a giant bat <laughs> yeah. fighting crime. Fighting guy with sleep apnea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Bane. Could yeah. die in his sleep at any time. Yeah. Can't everyone. take a power nap between fights. They're not muscles. He's yeah. puffy. He's not he's sleeping just, properly. He's terrible. No wonder he's so angry about everything. Yeah, he's snarky. He's killing, he's killing his henchmen. You know what he needs? Good yeah. night's sleep. Yeah. Bane needs to have a cup of hot cocoa. Yeah. Put on his sleep apnea device yeah. and just sleep for the night. The next day, yeah. he'd be like, thanks for bringing the commissioner. Yeah. We really appreciate that you brought him in. This has saved a lot of planning and yeah. me uh, getting shot by a cannon. Yeah, this is fine. Yeah, this has worked out That well. Bane would have gone to that football game, watched that kid, kid sing. Still said. It's a lovely voice. <laughs> <laughs> he, still, he would have enjoyed it. Yeah, and then just gone home. And then maybe, and maybe tweeted about that. Yeah, and maybe watched yeah. uh, the Gotham Renegades yeah. <laughs> defeat the Cedar Rapid Heights or whatever. Yeah, he gone, gone home and watched the footy and then Googled some YouTube clips of that kid singing. 
<laughs> Susan Boyle style, just posted yeah. them to his Tumblr. <laughs> he's actually quite a good guy to look to yeah. work for. He's he's giving a lot of kids who are like you know homeless and stuff opportunities. Yep. I mean, yep. he, he pays them well. I mean, his staff are incredibly loyal. Yeah, like there must be something about him that's very charismatic. Maybe he just needs a nap. He just needs a nap. He just needs a, a peaceful night. Just a good pillow. Yeah, <laughs> can't be sleeping down in a cave under the ground though. All that running water and constant construction—that's not. Yeah, you'd, you'd be on edge. He needs to book himself into a hotel. Explains the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of power naps. Bo would have been a pretty cool guy to hang out with. Knows how to shoot a gun, knows how to fire. Yeah. Ride a motorcycle like a motherfucker. He's very good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I was I was in love with the movie from the opening. Like, I mean, to me, that's Grass. a movie. Well, uh, yeah, 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 right? yeah. But to me, that opening the, before the titles, the bit yeah. that got leaked beforehand, yeah. And in both of those movies, in in the Dark Knight and in the Dark Knight Rises, yeah, those two mini films, yeah, short films, are better than most films I saw <laughs> yes. both of those years, yeah. <laughs> like just true, those though, yeah. scenes alone, yeah. Like there's so much good stuff in that. And what's what's interesting about them is they have a similar rhythm, but they're completely different. Does yeah, that make sense? Like, totally. There's a similar kind of feel to it, but you're watching something that is completely different. In they're both a heist yeah. of some kind, yeah. and they're both all about, like, you know, this is what I love is they're establishing that Batman isn't really about Batman. Yeah. You know, this is the thing that everyone's always got to remember is Batman in some ways, is the least interesting character in the Batman universe. And I think Batman is fucking interesting, by the way. Do you, do you mean but, in the comic book universe? Or well, or are you combining everything? Well, I just mean that, like, the the flavour of a Batman film yeah. is not influenced by necessarily what Batman's going through in that film. Yeah. It's influenced by, yeah, in this one he's up against the Joker, and in this one he's got Selena Kyle and he's got Bane. That's yeah. how you define the movies, right? Yeah. But they're Batman movies. Yeah. Right? They're Batman movies. So what he does in both of those films is takes a character who wasn't in the previous film. Yeah. And you don't see the hero of the film for the first seven minutes of the film. It's a Batman movie. Yeah. And you don't see Batman. Yeah. You know what you see? You see the Joker in the first one. Yeah. And you see Bane in the second one. Yeah. So essentially, you see a Joker movie. Like, you would think, if you didn't know what the movie was, if you've never seen the movie before, you just went in to see a movie, right? You, don't, you have no knowledge, and you watch the first seven minutes of those. Who is the star of the movie? Yeah. Yeah, it's the Joker. The Joker. And, and Bane, right? Yeah. That's how you reboot the movies. You don't make a Batman trilogy. You make a villain trilogy. I said I, 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 had, I have spoken about this on uh, Tofop before, but I my what I would love to see, like if I had all the money in the world after I employ my midgets to fing, feed me finger food. Yeah, I would love. You can get them for half price. Yeah, I would love to remake the Batman trilogy. Yeah, like get Christopher Nolan to do it. Yeah, uh, but the exact same movies from the perspective of the other characters. Yeah, so you see. You know, they make the movie. Now, it doesn't have to be, like, necessarily, like... So, in a scene where Bruce Wayne's in this one... Yeah. That would be what... You'd see what Bane was doing 
at yeah. that time. Yeah. But you'd occasionally go back to those pivotal scenes, which are the ones where they're together. Like, you know, the fight scenes yeah. and the scene in the... Like, so you would see all those things, but then the rest of the movie wouldn't be about what Bruce Wayne was doing and what Alfred was doing and, you know, Selena Kyle's doing yeah. through Bruce's world. You'd be seeing what Bane was doing and what he was doing and, and then you'd just come back, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern yeah. are dead sort of style. It would, um, uh, like, Dark Knight <coughs> would finish with the the Joker somehow having already taken over a section of Arkham, mm. watching the news about Batman being a renegade yeah. and laughing. Right? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. We've got to get in touch with someone. Wouldn't you love to see that movie? <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. I'd like... The, the, what would... Uh, <laughs> Ra's al Ghul. Batman Begins, Ra's al Ghul. Maybe he lives yeah. for a little while. And it turns into a farce. Like the way he dies is like you know, falls down a grate. <laughs> no, I don't mind him. I don't mind that being the the final bit of that movie because he can die. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But you would have seen all the cool shit in between. Yeah, you know when him he's... waking up in the village. Yeah, you were saved. Oh, who was it? It was yeah. Christian Bale. Oh, oh fucking hell! <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> Did you see American Psycho? He was really good. He was great, man. I thought he would have been good for Batman. Later <laughs> on, he's watching TV, Batman. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're going to Gotham. Because <laughs> that's how he talks yeah, when yeah, he's when relaxing. He's, that's when he's at the pool. Everyone in the Batman universe puts on a professional voice. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what about that then? Some people said that one of their complaints with the movie was that, um, that was it weird that Batman spoke in his Batman voice even when he was with Selena, who knew who he was? What's your opinion on that? Uh, well, I reckon technically you can say, you know, she, uh, she actually didn't officially know. Do you know what I mean? Like when he turns up again after returning from the pit... He, uh, she asks him if he's got his uh, powerful friend onto it. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's kind of never a, an a explicit moment where they acknowledge that that's a fact. But my thing is, is uh, that yeah, but you know what? Like, I mean, I, I understand that, like, in a court of law, you could argue that. Yeah. I uh, don't know why you're arguing this in a court of law. This but... is not a court of law. Yeah, I but... the seats were too comfy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... But you could argue that. Yeah. You know, I, I understand what you're saying. But I just reckon, you know I, what? What? Just stay in character. Well, that's what I think too. You're dressed as a fucking bat. Like, it's going to be a bit weird you if you are talking like that in front of everyone else and as soon as they walk off, you go, whew, they were scary. Why does everyone think that Daniel Day-Lewis is a fucking genius? Because he pretends to be Abraham Lincoln for yeah. the entire time he's making that film. Yeah, yeah. people carry him around in my left foot. Yeah, the entire time <laughs> he's in character, mental. right? Yeah. And you're he's saying amazing. that a guy who dresses up a bat and changes his voice has to drop it... Like, when yeah. you're in the suit, do the voice. Yeah. Why, why would you put the suit on? Why am I going to put a coffee cup to my face and not do Bane's voice? <laughs> what? Do you know what I mean? People have There's no other that. reason to do that. <laughs> it's the only reason I put a coffee cup towards my face. I respect that. Yeah. But it is... Um, so it doesn't bother you? Not obviously. at all. No. Nah, no, I've, n- I've never really flinched over it. And when people make jokes about it, I get what the joke is, but... Um, I don't find it funny, not because I'm like, oh, that's not funny. I just go, oh, he's just staying in character. It's like yeah. when someone's pointing out a fact and everyone goes, ah, oh, yeah, Hungry Jack's food. Sometimes puts on weight and everyone's laughing. I'm thinking, yeah, well, that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> but also, here's the thing. I love doing his voice. Yeah. Like, you, you're telling me, 
And because I, I was telling you, I did this on the on the plane on the way back from Darwin. They had uh, the Dark Knight Rises on <laughs> on the TV screens, but for whatever reason, the screen was set so I'd have the subtitles underneath, yes. and I couldn't change it. But after a while, I realised that was great. Yeah. Because I like to do karaoke, <laughs> and I would do all the voices. <laughs> Dark Knight, okay. And it's so good to do karaoke because you got Michael Caine mm-hmm. and you got the Batman voice and you got Lucius Fox, like, and you, there's so many cool like you know things you can do, mm. and it's really fun. So you can't tell me that if you're having the fun of dressing up like a giant bat and fighting crime, which he obviously loves to do, like that's the whole point. Like it, you know, it's it's pretty fun. Yeah, right. He doesn't. Yeah, you know, he doesn't have a reputation for trifling with criminals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, of course you want to do the voice. The voice is the cool bit. It's like for the same reason. He's a bit of a fucking show off. The reason he does the disappeary thing. Yeah. Is because he's a show off. There's yeah. no reason for him to disappear. He yeah. go see you, Jim. Yeah. You know what I mean? See you, Jim. Yeah, smell you later. Smell. <laughs> but it's also... See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. <laughs> Man, this is this new Batman. <laughs> this is a Joseph Gordon-Levitt Batman. I reckon there's something not right about him. <laughs> so, um, it's true. I reckon there'd be nights where you weren't happy and the voice is all that would get you through. <laughs> is it? Well, at least I got to do the voice. If he's going to save everyone, mm. forgive him his indulgences. Mm. I saw Morrissey the other night, and it was fabulous. Mm. Like, I had such a good time. That's the correct word for Morrissey. Yeah. (laughs) And he was such a showman. Mm. And I would never like to meet him, because I bet... He, it would be a horrible experience. Oh my god, did you see Colbert? Oh, because he didn't get it, right? He didn't get it. Yeah. And so Colbert's saying, are there any times that it's okay to kill an animal? <laughs> and uh, he's giving these examples, and Morrissey's not budging. And he's, uh, I think he says, uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing this, uh, I know a monkey who's a fucking asshole. <laughs> Like, isn't it okay to kill a monkey? He's a fucking asshole, <laughs> and he does not move. And at the end of the interview, Colbert says, "Would you still like to sing a song?" <laughs> um, but I love a lot of what well, Morrissey he, stands for. But when he does meet his murder in the show, mm. he, they literally show graphic images of animals being murdered, mm. and it's so melodramatic and so and he does these things about the royal family and people throw their flowers and he like you know he lets people touch his hand like he's you know Jesus or something right yeah right but you forgive him all those things because they're the things that make him the wonderful like it was world class the show even now even after all these years it wasn't like him doing a karaoke show of what he used to be I still thought it was a really fun night out and a really polished and exciting yeah everyone who went would have walked away and enjoyed it I reckon I can't so you forgive him his eccentricities you know his twirls and his you know hand touching and all that sort of stuff right he took his shirt off at one stage, Justin. Oh, really? He's 50-something. Yeah. He took his shirt off. Yeah. And stood there without his shirt on. Wow. That is the equivalent of Batman standing up on that tall building. Yeah, He's yeah. dramatic. <laughs> yeah, he, that's he, what Sometimes he, he just likes... He just, he knows that someone, someone yeah. somewhere is looking out going, yeah, holy shit, cool. that is fucking Batman. That looks fucking cool. Come here, come here. <laughs> <laughs> is that Batman? No, yeah. it's Gargoyle. Yeah. No, it's Batman. It's Batman. Like, Flutter. I mean, and like, it's at, like at the end when like he gets uh, Commissioner Gordon to light up the, uh, the flare. <laughs> Yeah. And the bridge lights up, and yeah. you're like, so he took that time to get up there and like, yeah, rig that up. So, yeah. but he's what he's doing. He's telling the city, yeah, fucking motherfucking Batman's back, bitches. Yeah, everything's gonna be all right. Everything's gonna be fine. Look yeah. at this. I'm so confident in this situation. I've taken the time to make this flamboyant gesture. Yeah. The only way it could he could have topped that is if he'd done a Babe Ruth and pointed where he was gonna take the bomb. Right. But that's essentially what he's. <laughs> what he's doing he's reassuring yeah. everyone yeah 
It would have ruined the whole movie if when he was on the ice, he'd just fallen through. Yeah. You never did learn to remind your surroundings. <laughs> And it turns out that it's been Ra's al Ghul's movie that we've been watching. Yeah, and he yeah. just comes back and, like, giving everyone the finger. Quick, there's no time. The movie's about to end. <laughs> oh, I would watch that. <laughs> I, always get, I always get frustrated when people don't like those bits in movies. Like, it's, you know... You, 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 the movie bits? Yeah, the bits that you're there for. The, that, well, that's like, so there was that that's joke. part of the ride. One of the jokes was, you know, the one where... Uh, Selena, you know, takes off. Yeah. And he does the Sulu. Yeah. That's, that's what that feels like. Yeah. And some people thought that was like corny or hammy or why is he talking in his own voice there or what? But that's just a joke. Yeah. Like, that's a joke. You're watching yeah. a Batman film, right? It's also Nolan just trying to, you know, lighten it's up. Be a lo- it's lot a pretty dark. Shit. That's what I reckon as well. That was the equivalent of the episode of Lost where they got the car started. Yeah. But <laughs> just a breather. I agree. Yeah. But it's like it's like in stand-up, and you know this sometimes, if you want to talk about something serious, mm. sometimes you'll throw some stuff along the way yeah. so that it just keeps people engaged. I did one at the start when I started talking about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the reason is that you're meant to... Um, you want people to be engaged in the bigger story. Mm. And I don't think it's copping out to... Some people want to go, well, I'll just make the story and then it won't be accessible to people. Yeah. I think the genius of these Batman films is they're excellent, excellent, excellent films yeah. that were seen by half the planet. Yeah. You know, that's brilliant. If you can make... And this... I, I uh, Men in Black 3 was voted, like, one of the worst films of, yeah. of the last year. And I made a comment about it on Twitter and some dude was like, well, it cost them $300 million and it made $700 million, so... Uh, I think the accountants would be pretty happy. And I was like, that's great. That's how we should judge yeah, our yeah, yeah. art, isn't it? When yeah. the accountants are happy. Yeah. Isn't that just a cynical... Ho- and, but my thing is, I don't begrudge people making money or making something that entertains people, and I'm sure there are people who are entertained by that film. Yeah. But I think that co- that film costs the same as The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. If you're going to spend that amount of money, make something as good as The Dark Knight or The Dark Knight <laughs> Rises. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Because people have proved you can. Yeah. I just people want, will go and see that. I just want things to be that good. Yeah. I'm not... You can you cannot talk down to your audience and, and not have the uh, <laughs> cheers and uh, you cannot talk down to the audience and then have the audience, you know, you can pick them up if you give them something and that's a that's a that's a, one of the frustrating things with uh, certain blockbusters where you're watching them and you're thinking you're dumbing this down but you know if you give something more people will meet it. It's very rare a smart movie a smart blockbuster doesn't succeed it's usually a blockbuster that didn't succeed because it's shit house <laughs> and that's the thing I, I love a blockbuster I'm not yeah they're good <laughs> I'm not anti big movie I love a no. good big movie but I love all sorts I just like them to be you know really good mm. so mm. sorry I spilled my beer <laughs> <laughs> so we had to clean it up a little bit uh, so, uh, what we uh, talking about that got us onto that? The idea of uh... so just talking about smart movies, mm-hmm. and you were about to talk about it's made a lot of money, and you stopped yourself because you had to explain that you don't think you were saying they were good movies <laughs> that have also made a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. So this is my thing: is like if you can make something great and then yeah. show it to as many people as possible, then yeah. And That's so I don't mind do. those moments along where they'll make a little joke and they have some, yeah. some fun moment because it, it lightens the mood. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit of a spoonful of sugar that helps the medicine go down, you yeah. know? And I enjoy those moments. Yeah. Okay, so um, 
Michael Caine. Now, I've heard some people, which stuns me. Yeah. But I've heard... Now, I need to point out that all these things that I'm talking about, I think all these things are wrong. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, like, these are nice... Like, I like to... Because I've heard a lot of people talk about these movies, obviously, on their podcasts and stuff. And Kevin Smith did a great uh, scene-by-scene one. And But sometimes I was like, I wanted people to, like... Because sometimes when you talk to someone about a movie, like, something that you think is a flaw or whatever, like, first time around... I thought it was a flaw that Batman ran away from Bane on the rooftop. All right. Right? I was like, because Batman wouldn't run away from Bane. No. But what I've realised, having watched it again, yeah, but also he didn't see, even though there's a kind of implication that, yeah, there's a group of men coming and perhaps Bane is coming. Bane doesn't actually appear until they're literally jumping off the roof. Yeah. So there's not that actual moment where, you know... Batman's running away from Bane. Yeah. Like, but the first time around, I just didn't see that. Yeah. It was like that line that I got completely wrong on the first time I saw it. I, I rang you up and I said, there was just this one line that really bothered me. And it's where all the cops are down under the city. Yeah, yeah. Which, again, is something people have had flaw- like have had um, yeah, issues with. They're like, well, why would all the cops go down under the city? Well, A, because they think there's the equivalent of a terrorist yeah. under the city, right? And it's also not all of them. because they It's not, because they go around and have to down. hunt them down. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So once you think about it, it's going, oh, okay, well, that's realistic yeah. enough. That's all I know. You're not going to do this line. All of the cops are down there, except for the ones on holidays, on leave. Uh, uh, Jimmy had uh, his tonsils out. Uh, He'll be in the hospital. Yeah, one guy just got there late. Gordon been, has been shot. Yeah. <laughs> but most, like, pretty much all of them. Yeah. Jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt seems to be He's around. He's around. Yeah. <laughs> Give him a call. Oh, hang on, yeah. no, it's him on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Worst movie ever. Where he, where, but he says, um, you know, not every cup or whatever yeah. it is, right? Yeah. And I thought at the start, when I first watched the movie, just I guess because I was being overwhelmed by everything else that was going on in the film, but um, I thought he was talking about himself. Yeah. I th- and I was like, oh, that's a corny line. And then, of course, the second time I saw it, I was like, oh, no, he's talking about Gordon, who he's about to go and try to save. Yeah. That, that makes complete sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... There is those moments. Now, I, so I heard some people the other day saying that they thought that uh, Michael Caine didn't do uh, the best job. Yeah, I've heard that as well. And I, those I'm not into it. Those people can get fucked. Yeah, they can go fuck themselves. I thought he was great. Yeah, I was really into it. And 70, I reckon He's 79 years old, by the way. 79. 79. And he, he has no business being out of the house. Yeah, he is He has awesome. no business being out of his pyjamas. I reckon some people, at the end when he's crying, yeah. find that embarrassing. What? And you know why I reckon it is embarrassing? Because they have unreconciled issues with their parents? Yes, and it's, it's always hard to watch a man full of dignity cry. Yeah, like, but that's the point. Like, it's hard in real life. The point is it's devastating. It's devastating. Because here's what you've got to realise is, no matter what has fucking happened at this point, this man believes, this man who pledged his life to care for this child and quit to try to get him to come to his senses, even though he was walking away from his life mission. But also, you know, the thing about Alfred is that this is a dude who also loves... Like, he hates... You know what's happening to Bruce, but you can't tell me that he doesn't dig a little bit of you know, between, finding information on Bane. And, between the end of Batman Begins yeah. and to the first confrontation with the Joker, they're having a wicked time. Yeah, totally. They are nailing it. Yeah, they're just ordering in shit. They're getting into they're like all the clubs. Weapons. They're like, <laughs> they are taking this is the best time out. ever, right? Yeah. They're just like, it's all working. Yeah. I'm Alfred, he's the Batman. Fucking yeah. high five. Yeah, he has so much more to talk about when the butlers all meet up. Totally, right? Yeah. 
Oh, here comes Alfred. Yeah. Having some other fucking story. Yeah, but they're great though. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah up until that point, <laughs> Alfred was just regaling them with stories about having a Fernie Branca yeah. <laughs> in yeah. some cafe every year. They're like, fucking Alfred, with these fucking Fernie Branca story. I'm Florence. not even sure what a Fernie oh, Branca yeah. fucking is. Your fucking Fernie go Branca s- story. Go somewhere else for a holiday, Alfred. Oh, have you ever heard of Tahiti? Every year, same place. A fucking food. is that the only place they serve a Fernie Branca? Can you only get a Fernie Branca in that cafe, mate? I can't go to Tahiti. <laughs> That's where we burnt down that forest to get that jewel. <laughs> Little Dark Knight callback. <laughs> but this is why I love the Dark Knight Rises because it's all about men and it's it's a very masculine film and I can understand why people wouldn't have liked that. It's about Alfred as a man letting down uh, a, a father because you know with a promise. It's about a man who doesn't, who's so uh, wedded to his life, his only friend is someone that he barely really knows. But that's it's about having to, you know, grow with that. It's about a young man who's so idealistic and realizing that his ideals have been compromised and learning how to deal with them as a man. And it's about a guy going into a pit and coming out and getting Anne Hathaway. <laughs> Sucker shit. Greatest movie ever. <laughs> My God. I love it. <laughs> I was so conflicted the other day because I. I, I I try not to look at um, celebrity upskirt pictures because yeah because it's uh, to me it's off. there's no difference between a paparazzi taking a photo of a celebrity's dress than someone having a shoe on the end of their like a phone on the end a camera on the end of their shoe yeah right you know like on the train yeah like you're an upskirter doesn't matter if you've got an expensive camera you're a fucking upskirter <laughs> yeah exactly like these paparazzi those like, like I'm, I'm sure there are some paparazzi who do a good job and, and all that sort of stuff but yeah but they wouldn't they're, they're photographers yeah right because <laughs> that's the great hypocrisy to me of like these paparazzi who hang outside a nightclub for eight hours hiding in the bushes just so they can take a photo of someone stumbling out of that nightclub who's been in there all night just like having a good time having a great time yeah getting blind taking drugs meeting other hot people and you take a photo of them stumbling out of that nightclub and they're meant to be ashamed yeah shut shut up yeah you just lay in a bush for eight <laughs> yeah. eight hours to they take don't... a photo of someone who's just been having a good time for that eight hours a hot dog stain and a Hong Kong yeah. fooey t-shirt bought from 1985 I'm not embarrassed by that photo I'm uh, proud of that yeah that is, can you please send that to me so I yeah. can remember the eight hours of fun I just had that I can afford to have yeah I just spent while you lie in the bush on what you just made you loser <laughs> so you know what if you're taking photos of some celebrity skirt and yeah. you're putting them on the internet then you are no better than person who puts a camera on their shoe and takes like upskirts up schoolgirls. Yeah. Sc- you're you're a horrible human being. Yeah. And if you look at them, you are only encouraging that sort of thing to happen. So I yeah. try not to look at them for that reason. I'm so against that I refuse to wear shiny shoes just yeah. in case that happens to me. <laughs> Accidentally. By an accident. Accidental love skirter. <laughs> the new series by Justin Hamilton. It's got three seasons. <laughs> so um. So what did you see? <laughs> So Anne Hathaway was at the premiere of Les Miserables mm. and there was an upskirt photo of her. Right. And I looked at it. Was it an accident? Like, did it just flash up while no, you were No, really? I clicked on it. I went. Yeah. I said... On I, the picture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a quick move. I mean, that would be a great Easter egg if you <laughs> clicked on the right spot. <laughs> like, Anne just said, thank you. No. <laughs> He clicked on the exact right spot. She went, there's a storm coming. Yeah. I'm adaptable. (laughs) 
Yes, you are. Click. <laughs> oh, no. Oops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Every time you do it, a dollar goes to charity, yeah. so we feel good yeah, about okay. it. Yeah, okay, yeah, good. All right, there we go. That's good. I like that. <laughs> um, so, anyway, I looked because I just find her so attractive that I... I think she's amazing in yeah. that film. That bit when yeah. the... Uh, Stunning. In the, in the gun shootout is <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah, it, was, it is. It's amazing. Just Yeah. It's, yeah. And uh, I, I think a fair criticism of Nolan is that he's not always great with writing female characters. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I thought he did a good job in this film. I thought she was great. Yeah. Like, she is the, the best. Like, yeah. just the change of tone, the yeah. way she plays every scene. I just think she nails the ass out of that movie. When he's going to uh, give her the, the bike and she's kind of sarcastic to begin with, then she's knowing and then she pleads. And that's all, like, one scene. And that's all those different looks at that character. I think sometimes people are like, they won't, like, go a step forward. They're like, oh, will she, will she really joke in a situation like this? But what you've got to kind of realise is this is a woman who uses her exterior sense of Vado, yeah. as her defence against yeah, her crumbling world. Yeah. Like, you know, that is how she... She wouldn't be honest. She'd no. put up her, you know... Like, there's that moment where he comes back where she genuinely has a moment with herself and goes, oh, like, you know... And, yeah. and you see her dismiss it in her face and then go back to, you know, the sarcastic yeah. sort of droll one-liner thing. Yeah. And I think that's just... That's that's good writing and that's good acting. Yeah, and it's fun. And so if you think about the characters a bit, and this is my thing with Alfred at the end, it's like I found that heartbreaking. Yeah, I found it really hard to watch. I found it heartbreaking because if you think about this character, mm. he believes that Bruce Wayne is dead. Yeah. And he also believes that Bruce Wayne is dead until he gets that cafe. Yeah, and his Fernie Branker. Yeah. But you don't know how long between the funeral and the Fernie Branker it was. Yeah. I don't reckon it was There the was no day. indication of Alfred going, yeah, I'm anyway, I've got to go to the airport. <laughs> I really need a Fernie Branca. <laughs> I am dying. Is anyone else dying for a Fernie Branca? <laughs> I know a great place in Florence. I know what I can murder right now. A fucking Fernie Branca. Yeah. <laughs> right? He had to help settle up the estate. He had to help. Imagine if the camera then panned up and in that tree that's over the over the coffins is, is Bruce and Selena going, he's going... <laughs> <laughs> like not even behind no. leaves. Like you can actually see them no. sitting in the branch. No, but he's dressed as the bat, and she's dressed. <laughs> he's dressed as Catwoman. <laughs> and they just turn to the camera, and it, like it just comes in on the, one of those little sort of Looney Tunes sort of little uh, yeah, dot yeah, at the yeah. end, and they just turn and smile with yeah. thumbs up. And then in the extras on the Blu-ray, yeah. there is a, a great bit of footage of them unable to get down. <laughs> That's the blooper. They're trying to get down in their suits out of the tree. Keeps coming back to it amongst all the other bloopers. So, um, <laughs> it's a pretty sad, like, I mean, it's a sad end. This guy mm. lives with this thing. But also, even the even the unspoken thing, like, yeah. which is that they are never, they're not even going to talk in that situation. Yeah. Is, that's sad. Oh, what do you reckon men... happens after the movie? After after the movie that we're told, what do you think happens in that scene? Uh, about six weeks later, Alfred gets bored, calls Bruce. All <laughs> oh, right. No, I... I uh... <laughs> Why the fuck didn't you come and talk to me? Bruce is like, Selena is shitting me up the wall. She's, can't, she's stealing everything. We go to hotel to hotel. Oh. She's like taking everything. Like, I still haven't had the money sorted yeah. out that we got ripped off. I mean, seriously, that money's not back. I mean, I can't afford to do this forever. This is like, once it comes in, I'll be fine. And my knees are fucked. Yeah. My I, knees are fucked. Really Did you sore. hear you, do you from know, that doctor? Do you know Batman? 
<laughs> Do you have a number for Batman? <laughs> Batman needs to catch up with Batman. <laughs> the Batman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I've got some good news and some bad news. Yeah. Good news is I have his number. Yeah. Bad news is he's in Gotham. <laughs> oh, no! Jesus. <laughs> then the next movie is The Dark Knight Gets Sorted. <laughs> no. uh, I've spoken about this... Uh, before this is my only uh, flaw with the movie. This is my one thing that bothers me. Um, uh, so I'd like to hear what you think about this one, which is, and you know this because we've spoken about this before. Yeah, is the uh, I think my favourite scenes in the movie. <laughs> yeah, and that's really hard to say because there's so many of them. Yeah, but my favourite scenes in the movie are the fight scenes between Bane and the Batman. Yeah, those two bookend scenes. Batman and Bane fight scene. Yeah. Underground. No, no music. No music. <laughs> Just the, the sound of men pounding men. Yeah. Sounds like the peel. <laughs> Good joke for anyone from Melbourne. Yeah. Just imagine if that's what it was. It, was, it is kind of like that. It's a little, yeah. you know, like men pounding men. Yeah. Just like Bane's a big bear. Yeah. He meets a guy who's really into leather. Yeah. <laughs> they pound each other in a cave. Yeah. <laughs> While all these mates watch. Someone has to crawl out. Everyone, everyone keeps eye contact at all times. Yeah. No, no woman ruins it. <laughs> Imagine if that That's was the, the porn version. Yeah, you know, it was like you have stumbled upon my fuck cave. <laughs> <laughs> I've got something that can clear up that throat. <laughs> I will fuck you, and then I will break you. Oh, wow! <laughs> he wouldn't answer that in a in a in a ad. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> Imagine going to RSVP. There's a guy dressed with a gimp mask saying, I'll, I'll break you. Lots of dislikes. <laughs> One, lots of people clicking, sticks to his word. Yeah, that's right. So he's got credibility. Straightforward. Yeah. Up front. Up front. <laughs> Always follows through on his word. <laughs> Appreciates good music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then they have to invent categories. Terrifying at a sports event. Yep. Uh, no, interest, football, uh, <laughs> blowing shit up. Oh, no! no. <laughs> I should have seen it. It was all in the RSVP ad. Um, so that initial fight scene and just all, you know, theatricality and deception. Like, yeah. oh, man. Like, and when you watch Batman Begins and you just see even the just the language being mirrored in those films, it's yeah. just so lovely to watch, you know? Yeah. And that's such a great scene. And just to see the Batman broken. Like, he motherfucking broke his motherfucking back. Yeah, yeah, Like, it yeah. happened. Yeah. And and this was before he knew about the Batman. Yeah, this was well <laughs> so, before. Yeah. He had no hope. Yeah. So, amazing scene. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, the, the, the mirror scene, the, the big battle scene at the end. And it's just... I mean, it's amazing, you know, the way that the crowd just parts because these two warriors are just yeah. going towards each other and it's all going to start. Yeah. And then, and you know, then Bane says, you've come back to die with your city. And, and, uh, oh, and yeah. he goes, no, I've come back to stop you. Yeah, really? Yeah. Is that why you're back? 
Well, right. he, he had to say something. No, he didn't. No, Just punch him in the fucking sleep apnea device and get on with it. That's, that's what Batman should have done in that moment. Yeah. That one line. That's all I would have said. Because how cool is the scene yeah. if Bane like says something fancy yeah. and then Batman just fucking punches him in the face? I'm gonna I'm gonna say something yeah. that is gonna blow your mind, because I've read the screenplay. And you know in the bit when they're on the stairs and he's yeah. getting beaten and then suddenly he comes good? Yeah. It's it's it, there's if they were going to do a voiceover of what he was thinking and what he was actually thinking at that point as he's getting beaten again was, God, that was corny. I'm so embarrassed. And then he comes back and wins the fight. And so that actually powers him. Shut up. <laughs> That's not true. It's not true. <laughs> I was just trying to make it feel better for you. <laughs> if I thought that had gone, was going to fly, I would have kept a straighter face longer. <laughs> Surely that I was smiling as I was saying it was a giveaway. I was pretty confident it wasn't true, but at the same time, you do know more. You, lead, you read the internet a lot. Yeah. Like, Justin's nearly finished the internet. Yeah, I'm nearly finished. Yeah. Uh, all the important things. Batman lost. Yeah. Uh, Morrison. David Bowie. Yeah. I've read all the important bits, and yeah. now I'm just flicking through things like history. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, history. I mispronounce it. It's the history of Kiss. <laughs> I really want to know what happened when they took off the makeup. <laughs> I, 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 I do get they're that in one. a support group with the Joker. Yeah, <laughs> dudes who can't work out when to stop wearing makeup. Well, that's the thing you don't Tom want. Cruise. You don't want the Joker to get too old because eventually he just yeah. looks like an old drag queen. He looks like Ace Freely. Yeah, he's just putting on too, too much makeup on. Yeah. No, he looks like um, I was once many years ago, and and, and listeners to this podcast will know I'm a massive Cure fan. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Robert Smith was oh. being interviewed at Triple J. Yeah, and I wasn't actually interviewing him. Richard Kingsmill was interviewing him, but the King said to me, "If you want to come in on Saturday and sort of meet him, you know, you should do it. You should do that." So I was like, "Yeah, I'd definitely like to do that." And he came in, and he was wearing a pair of bike shorts, like black bike shorts. Right. Not sponsored, not modern day. I'm at a cafe on a Sunday morning because I think I'm in the Tour de France bike shorts. But wow. Old school black bike shorts. A white T-shirt, floppy. His hair was kind of frizzed, but just like more like bed hair rather than like full yeah. frizz. And he just put on a smidge of makeup. <laughs> Wow, that's like... Like he was going to the shops. Like, like you know what he was? Like, he was a mum dropping the kids off at school yeah. or just on the way back from a power walk. Yeah. Like, that's what he was in. A mum wow. has been on a power walk outfit. Or was uh, all, all the world's worst children's performer that you yeah. hire for your eight-year-old's birthday party. Oh, this cure cover act is ridiculous. This is terrible. He's yeah, made no he's, effort. He's wearing bike shorts. And a white T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's terrible. Get rid of him. Um, so, uh... He comes back and he, yeah. he shouldn't save that line. That's that's it. That's my only. That's it. That's all. That, the only thing I would change. And it doesn't ruin the movie or anything. No. I. It's the only moment. Yeah, I'm trying to think what I would change. I'd, I'd maybe. I think it's. Half and an I'd hour. also like to see all the scenes of him and Talia banging. Yeah, that'd be just good. because I think that would make the rest of the movie really weird. It would make because it really like, weird because she's trying to betray him. Yeah. And they had sex. Yeah. Like, and I imagine... Uh, it wouldn't have been bad sex either. No. Like, they're actually having a nice chat afterwards. Yeah, and it's on the floor, and it's yeah. in front of a fire. Yeah, and, and he's angry. That's proper fucking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's makeup sex, it's first night sex, it's end of the world sex, it's yeah. lost all our money sex. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you just lost all your money... Yeah. ...and you've fallen into bed with this girl... Yeah. ...then... 
you're probably going to, like, you know, stick your tongue in some places that it doesn't need to go. Yeah, like <laughs> the know? back of a knee. Yeah. You're going to be adventurous. <laughs> you're going to do it. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like you just don't care anymore. You don't care. What's the matter? Like, what does it matter? Yeah. I've lost everything. Yeah. It's not like you're just going to be going, oh, I don't do that. No. Like, no way. No, I might as well do it. Might as well do it, right? Might as well lick the back of a knee. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She's going, what the fuck is going on? Um, so glad I'm going to stab you later. Yeah. <laughs> This is freaking me. But that's how dedicated she is. Yeah. Oh, he licked the back of my knee. He licked the back of the what? <laughs> that's the phone call. Yeah, this is on the phone. Yeah. You're never going to believe what Doing happened. Doing the walk of shame after he's done a runner. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God nobody works here anymore. <laughs> Trying to find her clothes in the dark because the fire's gone out. What an arsehole. <laughs> they cut the power off pretty quick. Yeah, it was really... Like, normally they give you, like, a month or something. Yeah, fucking after all the good he's done for that town, like, God, right? go fuck itself. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm on Ra's okay. side now. Yeah. Like, they are arseholes. Fuck all them. His, his family did a lot. Yeah. Bruce has done a lot. Like, he's been a bit of an idiot, but yeah. even when he burnt down his house, he had to employ people to build it again. Rebuild. He's been he good for the economy. Money. Yeah, he's been really good. He was looking after the boy, boy's home until recently. Yeah. He had a clean energy project. Yeah. Fucking give him a month on the electricity to see if he bounces back. <laughs> Fucking weak, like he like he's got some rich mates. Where's he his funded? Rich mates? He funded all Harvey Dent's campaign in one fundraiser. Fundraiser, yeah. Never have to have a fundraiser again. That's the promise. And he can, <laughs> he can't, he can't pay a power bill. Yeah. I mean, I understand it's a big joint. Yeah. But surely Alfred's got something squirreled away. You know what? All the shit underneath in the back cave that's straight in your power. Yeah, yeah. But they probably they four, might, four billion dollars a month. They probably think he's got a hydroponic. <laughs> Yeah, like a yeah. meth lab or something because yeah. they're using an unreasonable amount of power breaking bat <laughs> Bruce Wayne with a meth habit he's got Robin out there selling stuff that's that's the next movie it's Batman and Robin yeah <laughs> making meth making meth and there's, a, there's always the old guy from the end of Batman Begins. He says, it's coming this way. The power's going to spike. And that's where how he reads it every month in our bill because it's $4 billion a month. <laughs> well, maybe it is realistic that they put the power off straight yeah, away. Yeah, no, that was thinking. Such, such high overheads. If you saw the other scene, you saw lots of Gotham coming up, like turning on. How does he build a secret underground bunker? It's Batman. No, no, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, just on a, in a practical sense. Like, you know, for example, where the Clean Energy Project is, right? Yeah. So it's in that little shed that then, yeah. you know, slides down into the ground. and would have had different people making different parts. But how do you... Like, someone's still got to dig the hole in the ground and put the thing there. Like, yeah, he can't I, do that himself. I don't think that was... Can't get Hira Harvey involved. You could. I suppose. (laughs) If you tip well, he doesn't say anything. Is he killing him off, though? What's he doing? Like, how is he keeping that a secret? Yeah, I don't reckon it was a bunker to begin with. So he just would have gotten that thing built, and then him and and his... uh, Lucius would have, yeah. and Alfred, because Alfred's a fucking gun at yeah. doing everything, and Lucius is up for the ride. Yeah. And of course, he'd have to dress as Batman because Lucius technically doesn't know who he is. And they're, they're oh, this is killing my back. <laughs> oh, I know a man who'd be good for you. <laughs> Batman. Batman. <laughs> I've heard he's very good. <laughs> 
and, and I just wanted to prove with three sentences I will never be a threat to Rob Brydon. No, 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 no. no. Ah. But yeah, but you know, if you start thinking about all of that, then the whole thing crumbles. Like the whole thing crumbles from the moment where he goes, "I'm uh, rather than go and get some psychiatric help, I'm going to hurl a gun into the in the water and and get onto a boat and go overseas." Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, you're right. Like, once you accept that, you, you might as well accept everything else. Okay, uh, we should finish this up in a minute because this has been a particularly long episode it or has. a double episode. I'm not sure which. But yeah. uh, before we get there, I mm. think that we should talk about the other way of reading the movie, yeah. which is that it's a Batman origin story. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I think you can watch, like, you know, and that's the thing that I, you know, like from repeated viewings is that. You know, what I was talking about before, about how I'd love to see the movie from other people's perspectives. I think you can actually watch this movie from the perspective of it's not the end of a Batman story. It's literally a Batman origin story. Yeah, it's the origin of the legend. Yeah, it's the but it's the origin of the... Joseph Gordon-Levitt as well. Yeah, the JGL Batman, right? Like, it's the JGL Batman story. Because this is like... Some people had a problem with the fact that, like, no one knows who Batman is, but... JGL works it out straight away when he's an orphan, right? Yeah. But also, what he, I never took it that it meant that. I don't think he meant it as an orphan. I think he'd been watching him because he was into him, and then recognised something in him, and then when he disappeared, like he recognised what he was going through, and then when you know everything didn't add up with Harvey Dent and him disappearing and all these people being saved, you know, and then Bruce Wayne disappears. He's kind of gone. Wait a minute! That guy I really dig. I absolutely agree with you. Disappeared at the same time as that guy I've never met. I really dig. Everyone that I've heard argue it thinks it's like this. Like he was an orphan, and this was like, ah, that's Batman. Yeah, Batman. No, No, that's not what happened. (laughs) What happened? He 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 recognised something back then, and he always kept his eye on Bruce Mm. Wayne. And if you kept your eye on Bruce Wayne, and you were also following the idea of the Batman, and you wanted to be a policeman, then you're putting together this case, this evidence, and that's that's evidenced by. Like when he's talking to Commissioner Gordon on the roof, like he he's still trying to find out. Yeah. Like he has his suspicions. He thinks yeah. he knows what he knows, but he's still trying to piece it all together. Right? And it's also the irony of what Alfred says, which is Batman's over. Why don't you try to inspire people as Bruce Wayne, which he actually does mm. with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, but also the other thing is that I think that um, with JGL that. Batman's meant to be the world's greatest detective, right? Yeah. That's the whole, you know, the old school idea. But even in the Christopher Nolan world, yeah. there's an element of he's a really smart guy who can work out shit that other people can't work out, even yeah. though it's not the comic book Batman world's greatest detective sort of yeah, story. Yeah, he's more scientist than yeah. detective. But, um, but, so, but if, the new, if the person who's going to be the new Batman has to show that they are also that person, so yeah. who's the only person who'd be able to work out who the Batman is? The Batman. The fucking Batman. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's yeah. the smartest bike around, the one yeah. who can work it out. Yeah. You so can... it makes complete sense to me that the yeah. person, that's how he knew that he could be the Batman, because he worked out who the fucking Batman was. Yeah. Exactly. And it makes, yeah, it makes complete sense. And, and he said, it... now you can fucking hang out here. Good luck running this place without Alfred. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't even know what my password is. Yeah. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Alfred may close this computer. Bah. Wayne. Bah. Master. Bah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Steve Jobs isn't dead. Alfred's just got him in a cage. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> At the yeah. back, poking him, getting to come up with new technology. Yeah, yeah. Update this now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, and then the next, you know, well, th- that's a great thing about the ending is I don't want a sequel to no, this story. I don't think there has to be a sequel because the adventures that you can imagine yeah. that he goes on, I, you know, I've already worked it out that Alfred, re- uh, Bruce runs over to Alfred, they hang out a little bit, Alfred returns. There's a scene where you know uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt has come back from fighting and he's a bit injured, and then the light goes on. Oh, dude, no, nah, I'm not going to finish this. I'm going to do this for fan fiction and. Uh, <laughs> I just nailed a story idea. Anyway, it'll be really good. Uh, make sure you come to the Melbourne Comedy Festival when I'm appearing on <laughs> the show Fan Fiction from New Zealand. Uh, we should uh, finish up, so that's as good a place as any. Uh, yeah, I am producing a show again at the Comedy Festival this year if you're in Melbourne called Fan Fiction Comedy, where uh, people, uh, comedians, uh, come up with their uh, their fan fiction ideas. It's such a fun show. They just won the best show at the New Zealand Comedy Awards, which oh, was amazing because they're great. just young kids. Really exciting. So we're coming back. We're going to do a few theme nights, maybe a super hero night a harry potter night it'll be really fun um Justin Hamilton, do you have any uh, dates that you want to tell us about? Is there any work coming up? We'll, we'll plug your podcast. Can you take this photo, please? Yes. Uh, also, the shelf, the cast. shelf, and uh, Hellier and Hamo dig flicks, which happens, happens when, occasionally when Hellier and yeah. I can match up our times. Yeah. Uh, I have a solo show at the Perth Comedy Festival, so that'll be fun. Come along to that beginning of May. And uh, is it like a? Is it one of your shows you've done before, or you're just going to do kind of like a best of sort of thing? I don't know yet. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, nice. And uh, it, uh, and uh, the shelf will be coming back uh, at the end of March for the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Best gig in Australia. My favorite, I, I've spoken about it before, but I think it's just the best gig. It's so much fun. Uh, so please come and see that. Uh, if you want to contact uh, the show or the um, the webpage, tofop uh, com is still working, um, and so you can uh, post things there. And of course, we've got a Facebook page, we've got a Twitter, um, and if you want to send an email. Uh, we ha- now have a uh, fofop uh, email uh, address. So official fofop at gmail.com if you want to send uh, an email to the show. So uh, thank you very much, Justin Hamilton, for being part of it. No, thank you. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Now let me tell you about my theories of Man of Steel. <laughs>